Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com More discussion today about the Rays Stadium and could USF benefit from this in some way during the fall months? The Bulls are adding some good players through their transfer portal. And why is UConn moving to the Big East. We've got Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 to talk about all of that and about his feature interview with former Bucks quarterback and USF assistant coach Sean King on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, uh, you know, we don't have to tell you how hot it is outside, and that means your air conditioner is running a lot, and your electric bill is probably going up and up well over $300, and that's insane. If you want to save 90 to 95% off your electric bills, listen to me now. May Electric Solar. That's right. They're a locally owned company, and May Electric Solar is the safest solar available. They don't use high voltage like many other solar companies. And May Electric Solar has a 25-year warranty on all their equipment and labor. Now, they have a full showroom. They're open weekdays where you can see their products. Now, May Electric Solar has been around for 12 years. They've earned a great reputation with their customers and peers. There's a lot of other solar companies out there imitating them and trying to use their good name. But remember, they don't use subcontractors, and they do not subcontract for any company in any other way. So everyone knows it has to be May all the way. Stop the insanity of these out-of-control electric bills and start saving now. Call May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. If you call them right now, you can save uh, 30% tax credit through 2019 for just changing to solar energy. So call the real May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, let's say good morning and bonjour, Monsieur Torello. <laughs> How are you this morning, my man? I'm practicing. I'm practicing. Mesdames et messieurs, los reyes. So, quatre zero. No, no, Francais, Francois. I can't wait. Oh man, I did watch the French Connection, however, with Gene Hackman and as Popeye Doyle. It was a great movie. But anyway, what what the hell? You were at this. You were at this this crazy extravaganza. I don't know what I would call it—a press conference when they have people with microphones that are business owners per se, and other others applauding up there. But just describe to me, like, how what kind of a scene was this at the Salvador Dali Museum? Well, first off, I'm going to hand off the mic to my Spectrum uh, partners, and I'm going to let them just praise uh, Stu Sternberg for about five minutes. Then we're going to go to a restaurant <laughs> tour in the front row. Um, I mean, this thing was RSVP only for the media, ah. and we're sitting here oh, wow. letting letting other people talk. I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous, you know. Mm. And and it just that part of it was embarrassing, and um, it, it was one of those days that will go down in, in infamy in Tampa Bay sports. I mean, really you had the owner in a museum, you know, even <laughs> though the stadium was like down the street, that's how much he doesn't like the trap. He doesn't even want to talk about his baseball team in the stadium <laughs> that they play in. He had to exactly. go to the museum to do it. Well, it is, <laughs> it is pretty, it's as, as quiet as a museum at the trap during most games, but I'm pumped, but I understand what you're saying. There are a lot of statues in the seats. But yeah, yeah. It just seemed like on TV. I don't think you can quite capture the ambiance, if you will. 
And I yeah. mean, that was purposeful, right? I mean, they they did this because Dolly was what forward thinking. I mean, I, I I they made some reference to it. Yeah, something about being surreal and just you know, like he was always this this innovative artist. And then you know, you had Brian Ald up there talking about how they were first in the shift. And how they were first with the opener. Okay, well, now we're going to be first in this sister city concept. That's a little different than, mm. you know, moving three players across the <laughs> left side of the infield. It's a little different than having Ryan Stanek start a game instead of coming out of the bullpen. You're not moving players in a lineup. You're moving players to a different country for half the <laughs> season. If you can't see the difference... It's, I'm sorry. There's there's a difference. Well, so, if you put it that way, I mean, if you're going to be you know technical, it is a few more miles yeah. from third yeah, base to the other side of second <laughs> versus Tampa to Montreal. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, when, when you cut through all this, uh, which, which just sounds like, uh, I mean, it sounds like it's dead on arrival. I think originally, you know, Mayor Kreisman of St. Petersburg was like, "This is a silly notion," and then it became. You know, he's backed down a little bit and said, "Well, you know, as long as we don't have any money in it, we're willing to listen to your idea if you're gonna if you're gonna put it mm-hmm. in St. Petersburg someplace." Um, but as everything calms down, I mean, it seems, Chris, like you know, this as crazy as it sounds and as um, sort of you know impossible as it as as it may become, but it sounds like Sternberg really is. Like this is legitimate. Like this is not. This mm. is something he's selling, and 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 actually would try if, in fact, he could jump over what are just a ton of hurdles, not mm. the least of which is building two stadiums in two cities. That he would actually. That he's actually entertaining. I mean, this is not just some some, uh, you know, some something he's throwing out there. No, and and the problem is well, not a problem, but I think what people are going to realize more and more as they dive into this, and if they go back and listen to certain interviews from from Rick Kreisman, he must have done radio interview after radio interview. He ended up on Sirius XM over the weekend. It was on Sunday. I was driving over to Orlando, and I'm catching him on Mad Dog Sports, and and mm. he's saying like, listen, I I knew about this idea like six, seven months ago, eight months ago. Like more, mm. it's peeling like an onion. I mean, and with every layer you peel off, the stench gets stronger, and and it's. It's very simple that Rick Kreisman does not want one dime to go into this stadium if yeah. you're going to try and play the city of St. Pete. And I think I think Hillsborough is going to have to take the same approach. I mean, it's like, listen, you want to build a part time. But go ahead. We'll get you the mm-hmm. land. Go ahead mm-hmm. and put up your money. And and I, and I just think at this point, it's like, well, if you know, Rick Kreisman's got 86 acres sitting there at the trop and, and he doesn't care if there's a stadium there or not, it's either going to be 70 acres for development or 86 and they've got themselves a really nice grant where they're not going to have to pay certain taxes and they understand what the economy booming right now, they're going to be able to, to make a fortune and that's better for that area than having a baseball stadium sit empty for 10 months a year. It's completely Mm -hmm. better. Now, if you want to go do Al Lang stadium and you want to, you know, put like a nice open air hanger and do all that, go ahead, put your 150 million into that, make it look Mm -hmm. as nice as you can and play for two months and let the rowdies play there too. Cause Oh, by the way, you still own the rowdies 
and you can mm-hmm. do whatever you want with that land. So I, I really don't. I mean, the fact is they were closer to Al Lang yesterday than they were the Trap. That's 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 ridiculous. So I mean, go ahead, do what you want. But I think if you're trying to get you know all these different municipalities in it, it's not going to work. Get private investors. You had a couple right there apparently in the in the seats, like they were planted so they could grab yeah. the mic and you know because God forbid another hardworking reporter get one more question in. And let's let's just sit there and and let's praise Stu Sternberg for two minutes at a time. Get that guy to put fifteen million into it. Go ahead. You've got all these people mm. who think it's a great idea sitting in the dolly. Let them pay for the stadium. And you could come up with the money you need. That's that's what I think. And that's what I think the Bay Area is going to do. They're going to ultimately say, listen, we'd love to have you here, but we can't be putting in so much money to where a part time you know, team. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the problem is, is Hillsborough may have overplayed their hand because they were up to what? Three hundred, four hundred million ready to go for an eight hundred ninety two million dollar stadium. That could be a problem yeah. here if they're trying to negotiate. I, I hear that. I've heard that. And I know you repeated others have too. I, I don't know that 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 was really ever i mean i guess on some level maybe maybe it was understood that the county um had certain monies available i don't know what the amount was but but certainly they were going to to be the one thing we haven't heard from from Stu is just what he has ever been willing to spend you mm-hmm. know that that was always sort of the big you know unknown and and to this day we don't know how much the rays are willing to put into either of these stadiums and you know Certainly, he always said that it was a moving target. It depended on how much cooperation they got, et cetera. Look, this thing, um, while you know, I, I think what's going to have to happen, and John Romano wrote about this in the Times today, is that we're going to have to have a grown-up conversation about whether this area wants Major League Baseball, can support it. I mean, Stu made it sound like the worst thing he did to me, Chris, was he came out and said, yeah. essentially, on behalf of Major League Baseball, whose owners are allowing him to explore this, he said that Tampa Bay, not St. Pete, not Tampa, but Tampa Bay cannot, should not, will not support Major League Baseball for 41 games a year. That's a damning statement if you're a baseball fan coming from an owner on behalf of the other owners who are letting him do this. Yeah, no, and I remember you you said that on our uh, on our face-off segment the other night on Spectrum Sports 360 and it was well said and 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 I think what's what's really it's like yeah, it's it's almost like saying like hey, listen, you know, to your wife or to your girlfriend, I love you, but I'm like, you know, like but you know, I only love you, you know, like I've only loved you for like 5 years and we've been together for 12. So can we just like, you know, maybe back off and have an open relationship? I mean, I think it was and I'm not trying to steal from what Martin right. Fennelly wrote because that was. You make so that sound good. like a bad thing, Chris. You make yeah. that sound like. No, I truly know. By the by that. the, <laughs> Martin Fennelly wrote a great column. My oh, goodness, man. that one He's was. It was so good. It was so well. That's why journalism is great, and so with Romano and everybody else. I mean, you know, but it's just it, it's so annoying when you when you think about you know this this whole idea that you know a, a baseball this is a hotbed of talent at the high school level. I mean, every single year kids are being drafted into into MLB organizations, whether they choose no to go or they go to Florida or Florida state, or they, they play at USF. These guys, we have legitimate MLB prospects up and down the, up and down the Bay area. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And we uh, you know, include IMG Academy in that, but you know, it, it, it's annoying that we could have all this high school talent. We could have all of this amateur college talent but we don't want to support a major league team. You know, you're one of what 30 cities that get to say you have a team. Come on. I mean, it's almost like, you know, 
you don't know what you have till it's gone. And I think that's maybe what Stu Sternberg. I, I understand he's saying it's not a, a ploy. This is not some page out of a playbook. Don't don't give me that. It absolutely is a page out of a playbook, whether you intended it to be or not. Um, yeah. But you know, I certainly think in the middle of the season when you have to you know maybe get ahead of this, as they were saying that they knew this was going to come out. Well, mm-hmm. you know, they're not doing a great job PR wise right now in terms of selling this idea. Um, but like you, but I think maybe as time goes on, maybe people will be like, you know what? I still love watching my Rays. I still love you know hearing about my Rays, and it's almost like they're on a big road trip. You know, when they get to June, that's maybe how some people are going to have to look at it. As you know, I'm just going to watch them like I do on TV every night, and I mean the ratings are certainly good, and I mean most people turn on baseball every night because it's just something to have on, you know, yeah. before before this is us. You know, I mean, that's that's the legitimate <laughs> point about it. So wait a minute. You know? <laughs> that's a good series, but I don't know that that's necessarily what they're thinking. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it is true that that, uh, you know, look, on the one hand, you can't this much is true about Rays fans in general. Um, and and there I mean, the attendance is what it is. I mean, Stu Stuart Sternberg has every reason to doubt what mm-hmm. what the you know, what the future of, of his franchise would become. Um, it, not only if he continued to play at the Trop, which we know what that is, but but even if he were to move it. The odd thing is is that we are about less than a year away from being told by Stu Sternberg and others that, no, what we really need is a stadium in Ybor City um, and, and uh, closer to the population center, and, and boy, wouldn't it be great if it was a uh, um, retractable roof or what have you. Um, and that that was the answer, right? The stadium was the thing. It, it, mm-hmm. it was maybe the drive across the bridge, or it was, but but it was the stadium. We need a stadium, and we need corporate support, but we need a stadium. Now it's not even that, you know. And and I don't know how you put the genie back in the in the bottle, so to speak, uh, or any cliche you want to use. Toothpaste back in the tube. I don't know, but <laughs> but I, I don't know how you do that because you've just. Yeah. So now if so now if a county or some city, you know, Tampa Bay, Tampa comes to you and says, We got this plan, you gotta stay here year round, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get this done, we're gonna finance you a stadium. He did leave a little crack in the door, but mm-hmm. he's basically said, Nah, that wouldn't work either. And that's the part yeah. that I think is gonna be how do you come back from that? Yeah, you know? no, exa- exactly. And I mean, you know, it's it's so interesting because fans are all over the place on this. I think the majority, if you put a poll out there on Twitter, you know, at yeah. least eighty percent are going to say to hell with it, go to Montreal, just just get out. You know, I mean, yeah. Bay News Nine, Spectrum Bay News Nine, we ran a poll the other morning. Ninety-one percent said get out. Like we don't care about well, it. Well, you know, but they, just, I mean, they're hurt. They're hurt, right? Exactly. I mean, I mean, that's that's the feeling you would have uh, when you when you're emotionally attached to something that says they don't like love you anymore. Exactly. Um, you're going to say that. But we know they have a big fan base. We know what the TV ratings are and, and that they're up. We know this is a big market that baseball would love to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, pro sports and stadiums and things. Look, he needed some – he needed to send the message, however it was sent, and with this you – know, whatever you think of this idea or not. But but to me, having been through the stadium game with the Bucks and others, if you're not willing to move – you're probably not going to get what you want here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there yeah. has to be, there has to be a partner. I mean, that's how they build a stadium uh, at new, you know, the new Comiskey Park in Chicago, the Giants Stadium in San Francisco, the Twins, the Seattle Mariners. They all used what then was the Thunderdome that sat empty uh, in St. Petersburg as you know, yeah. as the place where they were going to relocate. And until until there was that spot, until there was a named, a known entity, 
which in this case is Montreal, and we don't know if Montreal can support them year round or not, or even even you know what what that situation is. But until there's there's an absolute willingness to move, you're not going to really get a serious sort of response. You know what I mean? Like no one's oh, yeah. going to going to act until they absolutely have to. It's it's like the lawyer thing. You don't get the best mm-hmm. offer until the last until the last day, right? Of the trial. Yeah. So no, I agree with you. And I think I think the big thing is like you mentioned about the Ybor City deal. I mean, we're coming up, I think it was what, July tenth. You know, I yeah. have the ball I have the ball sitting on my desk in the Spectrum newsroom. I mean it's and it's beautiful. It's a nice ball. Um, but you <laughs> know, nice, I mean that's officially American League or is it it's is it, uh... it's, it's it's signed by Rob Manfred. Um but but I'll say <laughs> this to you. I'll say this to you. Um I remember you were on that night or the night after that whole thing and you said and it was one of the best things I've ever heard. Hey, listen, I can go to a nice architect and have him draw up a nice him or her draw up a nice plan of you know yeah. my dream home or mansion. Doesn't mean I mm-hmm. can pay for it. Of course, Jerry, right. as we all as we all know, there's nothing higher than architect. So, but um, <laughs> you know, I think but <laughs> had to get that in there. But but I mean, it's and, like, and, and I have a nice, uh, a very nice house here in Lutz, Florida. It's a gorgeous uh, uh, up on the second floor now in my boat. Yeah, yeah that's never even. I live in a 600 square foot. We'll compare one other time, but I think we need to, <laughs> but I think, um, I think the big thing is like, you have those plans. See if you can alter them a little bit, you know, and, yeah. and, and see yeah. if Ebor still works. I mean, you're, whatever you do, you're going to want to make sure that there is an affluent community around that you can build something around the stadium. And if you're only going to be there for two and a half, three months, what could be there other than just that, you know, that particular, if they're not going to be here in August and September, what about USF maybe playing some games there for football? I mean, why not think outside the box? No, I agree with you. You know, you have to, especially if you're going to have somewhat of an open air, maybe you put half a roof on it. I mean, why Mm -hmm. not think outside the box, but are you going to steal concerts from Emily? Are you going to steal concerts from the fairgrounds? I mean, that's yeah. it's, it's tough, but th- you can do a lot with another building there. The, the tough part is, is the Yankees have the best real estate there in, in Hillsboro yeah, right across do. the street from Ray J. So, but, um, but right now, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it, it, it leaves you spinning with all the different scenarios that could happen. And like you said, the last minute, something's going to happen. And I do think baseball is going to be here in 2028. I just part of I just I can't wrap my head around this city not having a baseball team. And maybe I'm naive saying that, but I just maybe it's because I'm from the Northeast. I just refuse to believe that if a, if you really love baseball, you're going to let it leave. You're going to let it walk out the door. But we saw well, Oakland. Lose I mean, the look, Raiders. I mean, fans fans have known this reality though, uh, Chris. Yeah. And they have not gone to games. I mean, you know, if yeah. you're such a baseball fan. It's obvious that, that that you know most of the people that may listen to this podcast or or, or radio or whatever um, probably aren't attending more than one or two games a year. And no, it's that's true. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, they they may watch them at home, but they're not they're not paying customers. And unless you're going to support them, mm-hmm. you know, baseball. I mean, is has been traditionally, you know, the sort of the ratio you want is sixty percent or better of your tickets are purchased by corporations and then mm-hmm. given out, you know, to uh, to their clients or whatever, and then. The rest of the attendance is is walk up season ticket holders, et cetera. With with the Rays, that corporate support doesn't exist um, to that extent. It's the opposite. It's probably thirty percent or less is corporate, and then you know they're reliant on people buying tickets to to fill out the rest. And it's just not 
It's not worked, and it doesn't seem to matter. You know, the one thing that Sternberg and his group has done, they do baseball very, very well. I mean, they oh, have yeah. competed in the American League East with a third of the payroll most of the times, and and for the most part, since he's owned the team, have been in contention, you know, whatever that form that takes. So it, it, you can't can't say anything about that part of it. No, you can't. But here's the thing. Go back, what, two years? Not even two years ago. We're in the offseason, and, and Evan Longoria gets traded. And I had so many people on Twitter, on Facebook, commenting, saying, my daughter, my son, has an Evan Longoria jersey. Who are they supposed to root for now? You know, because they don't know the other That's players. Right. There's, right. there's always been – I'm not saying it's an excuse, but there's always been a reason for yeah. fans to not show up, whether it be – Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com that yeah. they don't know who the players are. Like they were getting attached to Jake Bowers. He gets traded, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's no, like so now, now it's you got Blake's, Austin Meadows, you know, exactly. Blake Snell or whatever, like, yeah. And that's what I, that's what I say. And, you know, we've been talking up, you know, this 28 hour all-star voting that's going, you know, like I said to you last time, it's the only vote that counts for me. Um, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> right. it's the truth. I couldn't care less about anything else, but I mean, for me, it's like, I, I see it and I love going to the trap. I really mean that. I, for someone who had to sit there and sweat in the summer months, you know, whether it was Fenway or Yankee Stadium or God help me, Shea or City Field, I mean, it was, it was not, you know, it's nice to be in air conditioning. It's nice to watch a baseball game. But I don't really think 30,000, I know he has, Stu has this grand idea, 30,000 fans waving us off to Montreal. Okay, like that's oh, yeah. bon that, voyage. It's, that, it's not happening. That day will not be well attended, by the way. <laughs> it's farewell day at yeah. uh, Langfield. But, yeah, no, I, I don't Rick, see that. Why do you need 30,000 seats? I don't think that's the future for baseball. I really don't. 30 years ago it was. But you yeah. have to think globally and you have to think about the Internet. You have to think about streaming and what that means. So, you know, I, I yeah. think you need to think more of like the 20,000 seat range. You know, yeah. I think you really need to be careful with how you build that ballpark, because if I could get 11 or 12 in a 20, that's really good. And that's loud. Yeah. And that's going to mean yeah. people are coming and maybe you sell standing room tickets, you know, maybe you do it some spring training or what they do at Jerry's world for the Cowboys. I mean, but you see that Red Sox and Yankees are playing in London. There is a great article on the athletic where they're like, you, this is what they're thinking. They're thinking global. They're thinking a billion fans in China, a billion fans in India. So baseball, I think is going to go global and I'm not getting on a plane and going to China. I'm not getting on a plane and going to Montreal. So I need to be able to watch that. The money's going to come in that streaming. It's going to come in TV, and the Rays are going to have two TV contracts, not just one, and they're going to have streaming deals. So I think they need to think about the entertainment value in that sense, and anyone who does show up, they're going to get a real cool, intimate scene, and maybe you blow it out that way with excellent internet service, hopefully from Spectrum, and you and just really just give it everything you have for two months. I don't think you need to go with this luxurious... 30,000 plus seating. I really don't think that's the way to go if you're going well, to do that. 
and the Rays have made made that clear by putting tarps over all their seats at Tropicana yeah. Field to to create a stadium that can't hold more than what twenty five thousand. So yeah. they've already begun that. You know, there is a uh, and the NFL is struggling with this too. You're going to see smaller yeah. stadiums, I think, in in certain cities with them. Um, and uh, years ago, I mean, Rich McKay told me their big fear was that you know the the in home experience was going to be so great that they're competing with that it's going to yeah. be like you know, film before a live studio audience, you know, or where it's like <laughs> WWF or something. No, seriously, because it becomes a TV sport and, you know, it's, you know, you have you have people there, but not as many people as you think you can get there. So why build these, you know, 75,000 seat stadiums? I don't think you're going to see that. Um, you mentioned that you would not travel to Montreal to watch the Rays. Do you think Montreal will travel to, to Tampa Bay to watch them? Oh, did you did or, you not hear Stu Sternberg? They're coming in droves. They're going to come <laughs> no, in droves, not. Rick. Well, no, Rick. No, I mean, there are, are a lot no of Canadians Rick. here. I mean, you must Rick. admit. I mean, they're the the snowbirds. Do most of most of Toronto is in Dunedin at least in March. That I can yeah, confirm no, to you. Cause, yeah, because you know, the left I, I the left it. blinker is on all the way down <laughs> seventy five. Turn your blinkers <laughs> off, Canadian fans. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> true story. When I used to cover the Blue Jays once a day. I was uh, years ago was working in Clearwater uh, at a bureau. Dad, uh, you're going back to the salad days. Are we just a young reporter? <laughs> uh, but I, I was there and I covered the Blue Jays in the spring. And and not only would uh, uh, would they say uh, that uh, you know somebody's lights were on in the parking lot, but there would be this announcement like, "Ladies and gentlemen, there is a Buick Skylark um, <laughs> license, Canadian license number, blah 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 blah. Um, your lights are on." The car is running and the doors are locked. Can you please go to your... <laughs> Once a day. Once a day. Oh, and I'm thinking, God. well, maybe they just wanted to be nice and cool when they got back inside after the game, you know, because it's maybe. probably going to be 150 degrees. That's um, funny, man. But, yeah, I don't think my – I really don't think that there's going to be this uh, influx of, of – Mon- now, maybe maybe a business, maybe uh, Air Canada something. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it, it seems to me that – those people who travel to Florida from Canada get out of the cold in in February March are probably doing it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe more Montreal fans than Toronto, or not just Toronto, but Toronto and Montreal. I don't know, but uh, I, I don't see quite the the increase in migration there. But we'll see. No, I agree with Look, you. I mean, I I think it'd be fun though. It'd be a fun trip, and some fans will make it both ways, and that's great. But you're not getting like, oh, here's 500 Mon- fans from Montreal coming down for a game. Like, I don't see that happening unless they do the two for one like they're doing with the Rowdies. I mean, maybe true, they bring them true. down for a whole series. You know, they yeah. pay one ticket price for four games or something. Huh? Maybe they do that. So, well, maybe with with a new stadium and investment, maybe the Rowdies getting in the MLS and they it's a higher level of, of, of uh, soccer. And yeah. You, you know, there's there's possibilities here. Look, would you let me ask you this question? Would you rather have the Rays for half a season than none mm. at all? Oof. Um, I, I mean, for, if it comes to it, a, <laughs> listen, um, I'm just a sports journalist. You know, I don't pretend to be anything else. Um, yeah. I think, I think I'd rather be able to cover something for half a season and we'd still sure. cover them when they were up in Montreal. But I mean, would, like I said, it'd just be like a long road trip, you know, and you That's would just right. play the highlights and you'd get some stories mm-hmm. out of it and you'd play sound and you move on yeah. with your life. So I would rather them be here than not right. be here. And I think at the end of the day, that's the way it is. Um, I think there's mm-hmm. some hysteria from some people in um in our in some of our brethren um that need to maybe take a step back but 
other than that, I think most people are doing their jobs right now and just laying out all the facts like we're doing. So, um, but, uh, you know, it it is what it is. And I think, like you said, people are hurt right now. People will calm down. And I think rational, you know, cooler heads will prevail. And we're going to start seeing ideas of how to keep this team here. Like I said, I think they're going to be here in 2028. So we'll see. We definitely will. Uh, you mentioned uh, a little while ago USF, and maybe maybe this is their chance to get in on open air stadium. But there's other things going on at USF with respect to some of the players now uh, that they've gotten uh, acquired, transfer portals yeah. and such. Tell me, I mean this this is looking pretty good in terms of talent over there this year. Yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, the when when Charlie Strong sat there uh, in the beginning of February in the what is now just kind of the second you know, kind of this, they hold it for formalities. Now the second signing day, um, you know, he sat there and said, listen, we're going to go out and we're going to do our due diligence in the transfer portal. And I've always believed that USF and places like that can really benefit from, you know, the transfer portal. And Charlie went out and he was dead on. I mean, you were already talking about a team that had Blake Barnett, the former five-star from Alabama and Arizona State. Jordan Cronkite, who was a thousand-yard rusher who came from the Gators. Um, you know, you got Eddie McDoom coming in this year, who was at Michigan. He's a West Orange, you know, native, so right there in Central Florida. Um, you know, they've got Jacob Mathis, who's a Berkeley prep tight end, who was here last year. But you're going to get to know more about him this year. And now yeah. you're talking about guys like cornerback KJ Sales, who's a hard-hitting guy on the outside. Let me tell you. And um, and he's he's coming from North Carolina. He's got a couple of years of eligibility. He's 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 waiting on his hardship waiver, but that should be taken care of. Uh, he was just enrolled on Monday. Um, you know, they got a guy from Notre Dame uh, who's going to be a safety. They've got a linebacker from Oklahoma State. Uh, but the real nice surprise, and I had been, you know, I'd kind of reported that he was on campus and things were going on. Was was Darius Slade from Arizona State? And I remember when I was told that he was taking his visit here and he was friends with Blake Barnett. And but it just took a while. You know, it was towards the middle of last week. I had gotten information that they didn't think it was going to happen and mm. um so finally so you know and give credit to the daily stampede and nate bond um you know, good good friend good friend of the program uh you know he says um you know he says hey they got him in you know so i think it's 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 great they got a sixth year of eligibility for him they don't have to worry about waiting on his waiver that was already done um he's a six four six five kid he was one of the top 30 strong side defensive ends he's played at ohio state he's played at arizona state so um this is what they need to do you know, and I think the more they get these guys in here and they know they can step right into starting roles, that's yeah. that's better. You know, and, and I think the scheduling strengths that they're going to have is only going to help them get those transfers in the future. And, sure. um, you know, I think Charlie Strong has done a really nice job building up his relationships with with coaches in the Bay Area, in Miami and Jacksonville. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens recruiting wise. They're, they're killing it right now. Recruiting they're in the top 40 classes i mean that's really good obviously nothing's done till december february but um there's a lot of confidence right now with usf and when you're mixing in great talent for high school plus you're getting those really good you know transfers i really believe this is going to be a good season for usf how good i don't know but Kerwin bell's the was the biggest piece i think you and i were talking about that he's he's the biggest piece man yeah yeah i think i think uh he'll he'll know how to uh move the football uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, there's, he, he was, look, he was a very good, uh, quarterback, if not outstanding quarterback at Florida, he's been successful as a, as a head coach, offensive coordinator. So that's, that's going to be something to watch. And if you don't think coaching mm-hmm. matters, watch what oh, happens yeah. to their offense this year. You'll see, you'll see a big difference. I think there, they have um, a playbook, one of the, Rick. 
they yes, have a playbook they do. this they actually, year. They have a, it's not a leaflet. It's not a play yeah. sheet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that, that, that certainly helps. Um, you mentioned USF, of course, uh, in, in their uh, conference, the American Athletic, you have uh, UConn, which now is uh, going to move to the Big East. Is that what's happening? Yeah, I, you know, and, and here's the thing. I, I, this has been, and, and I tried to scream it louder and louder throughout the past three years, this has been a constant theme up in New England since UConn was told, listen, you're looking elsewhere, don't come with the Catholic Seven to form the Big East. You're out. You know, and, and it was like, you know, that scene in The Godfather, you're out, Tom, you know, just just, you know, you're going to you're out, just get out, you know. So um, but I'll tell you what, UConn, you know, and there was some jokes up there in the Northeast when the American was formed. It wasn't the AAC. It was the UAC. It was the UConn Athletic Conference. And when you looked at postseason tournament play, I mean, the Hartford Civic Center, the XL Center in Hartford, that's where they had the men's basketball tournament. Go down to Uncasville, Mohegan Sun by the Rhode Island border. That's where the women have had their tournament every single year. Talk about sure. unfair for guys like Jose Fernandez. You know, his team's oh, yeah. up there in early March, and then they got to turn around four days later just to lose again to UConn. So um, <laughs> it's it's not fair, you know? And, yeah, and I not. think, Gene, by the way, Gino Oriema was one of those guys. There was a CBS report. He was one of the guys pushing to go back to the Big East, and he's the godfather up there. So what mm-hmm. he says kind of goes, and – you know, I think for basketball, it makes a lot of sense regionally. You're going to, you know, now obviously Syracuse isn't there. Um, Pitt's not there. But, I mean, you're, you're stoking up the rivalry again with Providence, with Villanova, sure. with St. John's. I mean, think about this. Georgetown and UConn have the most Big East tournament titles at seven apiece. That, that mm. hasn't changed. You've been out of the league for, what, five, six wow. years? That has not changed. You are still one of the best programs the Big East has ever had. So I think it makes too much sense. I, I, I would fear a lot of, if you're a Big East fan like I am, Danny Hurley's going to do wonders recruiting now because he now has a stronghold on New York and New Jersey, and he could say, hey, listen, I was at St. Benedict's, Wagner, you know, all that. So I think it's it's going to be a great move for the basketball team. But, of course, this is about football, and it looks like they're going independent, Rick. So that's that's going to be real interesting for them to survive um, but they're going to do a lot of buy games. You know, they're going to take games on against Clemson, Boston College, Purdue. Um, you know, they're, they're going to take these games on and they're probably going to have to do more of that where they're getting paid to lose. But they're yeah. also going to have to do it to make the revenue because they're only going to get four point two million a year out of this current Big East deal with Fox Sports. So, um, you know, and they're going to have to pay the 10 million exit fee. Um, but UConn's not going to be welcomed as a football team in the AAC if they're moving everybody else so um you know it is what it is but it's good for UConn and just like and I saw so many USF fans and UCF fans saying you know what's wrong with UConn what's you know they're kind of mocking them and and I say what hypocrites because I thought a few weeks ago when we were talking about two-for-one deals, it was what's best for your program. So right. UConn's doing what's best for the program. And and as a, as a Northeast guy, as a New England guy, I welcome this. And I think UConn is Big East basketball. No question. They're, they're a staple there. And, and as far as football, they'll take the million-dollar massacres and, and, and move yeah, on. And, uh, absolutely. You know, that's, that, that's okay with them. You know, I mean, yeah. it's not, not as big of a deal for them up there as far as, as far as football goes. Um, I wanted to, uh, make folks aware of this story that you have done on, uh, Spectrum Sports, uh, 360 here on, uh, Sean King, of course, who was a quarterback for the Bucks, um, had a lot of success, took them as a rookie after taking over from an injured Trent Dilfer to the NFC championship game and lost mm. to the Rams 
played at Tulane, uh, won uh, the mythical national championship there in an undefeated season. Um, he, he's been a coach in this area. Now, I was surprised when Sean got into co- coaching. He started as a, as a broadcaster uh, when his career was done, and uh, he's done very, very well and is a really good coach from what I understand. But uh, you, you got a chance to really spend some time with Sean, who doesn't, doesn't do a lot of media, quite frankly, Chris. I told USF up there, this is this was my white whale. I have been wanting to sit down with Sean King since I got down here. Um, you know, uh, just um, you know, he's such a such a great character and a great guy. And and um, you know, what's so great is, of course, with what we what we have been with our connection to high school sports, it dates back. And so we have video from the 1994 Pinellas All Star Game. Um, wow. We have video, an old video, an old interview that he did during that game. We talked with his coordinator, Dave Kleppi, who now has a, a son named Sean, and, and Sean is actually the godfather to his son. I mean, there's so many great connections, and you know, I mean, I got to hold one of his high school jerseys, and and it was it's it's great. I mean, he is Bay made. He is in every sense of the word oh, yeah. what Tampa Bay sports is all about. And um, you know, we we had great video from Tulane and and all of his times with the Bucks and. Uh, he's really built up this Bay Area recruiting, and Charlie Strong really, when he got here, said, "Sean, you're going to take the reins on this. Let's go." And he and Charlie have just been bulldozing over, you know, forming these relationships. And we talked with local high school coaches who said, you know, if it's not for Charlie Strong, if not for Sean King, these Bay Area kids, they probably would be scoffing at USF. Instead, you've got a bunch of these really high quality kids. It's USF against four power fives now when they're coming out with their final five lists. So, um, you know, they've done a a great job. And just to be able to sit with him and just talk with him about all of that and his first game playing on Monday Night Football, we have that video of Al Michaels. And I mean, I you believe in miracles. Yes, that's what I told him. (laughs) <laughs> told him in the piece i said you had the guy who, who made that call now saying your name and he said it was the best thing so it's yeah, it's a really yeah. good piece and it'll be up on baynews9.com and we'll put it up on all over but this this one's close to me and um you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to everyone just getting to enjoy whether you're a bulls fan a bucks fan just a bay area fan i think um you know we also asked him would he have been a bull if it was 10 years later because that program was just starting when he when he mm. went to went to tulane so we have some good answers there too that's great. We'll look forward to that. And I can't let you go without hearing from Mike Francesa <laughs> about the possibility of maybe maybe we take Stuart Sternberg and let him buy the Mets. The Mets are a disaster right now. Okay, next next call. Thanks for the call. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna entertain these these hypotheticals. All right? I I'm not gonna listen. Listen, okay, listen. Mickey Calloway and Vargas, okay, they go after a reporter. No big deal. Who cares? You know, who cares? You know, we just move on. We move on. But you know, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Stu? He's gonna. Have you seen that man in a hat? No, we're not gonna do it. We're not gonna. And what am I? Well, Heim. Who's Heim? Heim Bloom. Who's this guy? Heim. He's gonna come in, and, and we're gonna. Well, we're gonna have a sixty million dollar payroll at City Field. Are you kidding? Get out of here. Get lost. Okay, we're not doing that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit around and then watch the Mets for fifty million. I don't know who any of these players are. Not that I know who they are, anyways. And you know, I'm a Yankee fan, but I mean, I'm not gonna tell you that. But I mean, come on, the Mets, please. You know, please. And one more thing, take the way back to Shea. It's ridiculous. Look, that's embarrassing. Okay? Okay. One, 106, oh, back after this. <laughs> perfect. Rick from Lutz uh, into uh, Mike Francesa there. Uh, just outstanding. Make sure you check out uh, Chris Torello on Spectrum Sports 360, one of the bright young uh, talents 
I'm jealous of the young part uh, that, uh, <laughs> that that is that is in our that is in our area. Thanks so much, Chris. We appreciate it. All right, thanks, boys. Always great to catch up with Chris. Say the Rays will continue their series at Minnesota. It's an afternoon game that wraps up their 10-game road trip, and I'm sure they'll be happy to get home against the Rangers. And we've got our mailbag segment for tomorrow's show. Get your questions in now. Uh, you can do that by uh, sending them to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or you can email me at rstroud at tampabay.com. And, folks, remember, uh, I know your electric bill is, is probably as high as it's ever been this summer. We're having a hot one. We're having a heat wave, as they say, a tropical heat wave. So if you want to save some money on your electric bill, here's what you do. Switch to solar and call May Electric Solar. They're a locally owned company. They've been around for a long time. They're going to offer you a 25-year warranty on all their equipment and labor and uh, if you do that right now, you can receive a 30% tax credit through 2019 just by changing to solar energy. So call the Real May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. First, Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 